Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shape them. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Gooey Fame. Goo, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. Um, just uh, had a lazy day and watched the the movie that we're about to talk about. Uh, actually, like I just finished watching it about... Uh, uh, probably about 40 minutes ago, so... Wow, uh, yeah. you're so fresh. Okay. I, I'm fresh, but I still have no idea what the hell is going is going on in this movie. Oh, oh really? Okay. I, I've i had a lot of time to stew on this movie, so I think we're in a different, uh... We're in a different, um, step of the journey of, like, having seen the movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, so, like, I guess let's just, uh, let's just dive into it here, because this is another... Uh, Uwe Boll joint, as as he likes to say, um, and this was commonly regarded as his best movie, is it not? Uh, I've heard different things from like different people, depending on what you're trying to, you know, what you're getting out of him. Because I feel like, um, like I would say this is the one that feels the most like a normal movie <laughs> that he's made, right. you know. Um, so I could see, I could see people saying that. I think this, I've heard that uh, this... about this one, and I've heard that about uh, the name of the movie is escaping me. Maybe Postal is Postal, that Postal, yeah, yeah. But that's in like yeah. the opposite direction. That doesn't feel like a normal movie. That's like a really over the top movie, you know. So I could see how one person might say this or that one. This actually, to me, I think it was my favorite of his movies we've done so far. Okay, even even over House of the Dead. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I appreciate this one a little bit more. I'm glad it did maintain uh, Shit Guy, so that it did have some of the legacy characters I like, you know? You know, I was actually kind of looking out for Shit Guy, but I couldn't nail down who he played. Who who was Shit Guy in this movie? I believe, because we determined Shit Guy was also in Blood Rain, right? That was the same guy we were referring to as Shit Guy? Right. Okay, so yeah, then he was in the the uh trio fellowship uh oh he was he was like legless yeah he was like the third man in in their group so so i I was like this is kind of a big moment for a shit guy because like you know before he's been in like all these whatever movies and now it's like you get to be in a crew with jason statham and ron perlman like those are two cool guys you get to hang out with like this definitely this is like in wrestling where they put like a up-and-comer with like you know, th- this is like uh, the yeah. He, he's Black Wheeler Yuda, and the other yeah. guys are <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. boosting him. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, shout out to Shiki. You know, I I guess I was kind of just looking out for like the slimy like character because that's just you know in my mind I think of Shit Guy as like a slimy character. Yeah, he's and, like um, a good a good guy in this. He was like a really he nice was. guy. Yeah, and I and I kept on like thinking that the king's nephew was Shit Guy, but I and, like I knew it wasn't. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I looked at it, I was like, ah, oh, no, that's Shaggy. And then, uh, <clears throat> I was just like, no, okay. And I just like, but I knew he was in there somewhere, but I, I was pretty excited to see Blood Rain pop up. Speaking of legacy characters, that was yeah. a cool moment. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of Uwe Boll <laughs> legacy characters. <laughs> um, so the, the cast of this movie is actually like insane. It's insane. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was thinking about Alone in, in the Dark, and I was just like, okay, like they got um, um, Christopher. Uh, my brain is not working here. Goo, save me. Uh, Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Yeah, thank right. you. 
um, when they got Christian Slater to to play like the lead role, I I remember thinking like, wow, how do they convince like a, a pretty renowned actor to to do this? And then like you go to this movie and it's just like, wow, how the hell is like Jason Statham, Ray Liotta, LeBron Perlman, Burt Reynolds? Yeah, like uh, there's some Matthew like, like John Reese Davies. Like, oh yeah, <clears throat> there's some like pretty big time names in here. Oh yeah, yeah, and like like. Yeah, it was like it would be like if there was like one guy, you know what I mean? Like in B- Blood Rain, there wasn't there Ben Kingsley. Yeah, Ben like, Kingsley. Okay, I get it. They like they convinced one guy to be in this movie, but like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that must have been like the entire budget for the movie was get, getting the cast. And I wonder too if like it becomes easier to get better like cast members that like the more good cast members you have like the easier it might be to get other cast members you know what i mean oh like yeah kind of like if you're going to a party and it's like you know who's going (laughs) and then you decide on if you're you know if you want to go or not yeah i wonder i wonder what the order of operations was maybe Uh, blood rain convinced jason statham (laughs) to be in it and then he convinced ron perlman i don't know when once you get to burt reynolds it's like dang (laughs) yeah um, so I actually, I don't want to put the the cart before the horse here, but I don't know that I could say that this is my favorite Uwe Boll movie. And in fact, I think it might be third. Third, I think, okay. I think I would say House of the Dead and Blood Rain were, were ones that I enjoyed a little bit more just because they were like so insane. They're a little silly. Um, I guess we forgot to mention that um, Michelle Rodriguez was also in, in Blood Rain. That's a pretty big get as well. Um, True. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I thought that this was like, you know, it was okay. It was, uh, it was, it was okay. Um, and we'll get into it during the movie here. So this is based on the video game series Dungeon Siege. You ever played Dungeon Siege? No, actually, I feel like I've looked it up. I was like, what is even the game? And I forgot to look it up. Maybe I want to see like, what does the game play? Like, what type of game is it? So it sounds to me. Because I did a little bit of research on it, so it's uh, it's kind of like the prototype of an open world RPG. It sounds like, um, and it was released in two thousand two for uh, for the Xbox, which also surprised me because I feel like I would have heard of it, but uh, I guess I just didn't. And there's no levels, there's no loading screens, there's no nothing. It's just uh, you know, one big world and and one big RPG. And there's been like a, a bunch of different sequels and stuff for it. So it sounds like a semi successful you know video game franchise yeah i'm looking at clips of it and it actually looks kind of cool um so i have uh i i didn't i didn't have like a ton of uh little interesting tidbits and stuff for this movie there wasn't a, a ton of them online but i did find this which i thought was really funny also i thought thought it was funny because i'm literally eating a donut as we speak but uh, apparently kevin smith and juliette lewis were filming catch and release a 2006 movie. Oh. Do you remember that movie? Um, I do actually know that know of it. I have not seen it, but um, you know, yeah. The the title actually um rang a bell for me as well, and I don't know why because I think as we've talked about before, I can't say I'm like a big Kevin Smith guy, but uh, anyways, so they were Kevin Smith, and Juliet Lewis were filming this movie. And Burt Reynolds on a on a neighboring production set. And Burt Reynolds says he saw these two scoundrels steal two boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts from the set. But Burt goes on to claim 
The rest of the cast didn't mind because they preferred Dunkin' Donuts. How's that for a for a tidbit from In the Name That's of the so, King? Some hot trivia right there. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so the first public cut of this movie was also done eight hours before screening it. Which is also Whoa, a pretty that's awesome, a pretty sick cut. Uwe Boll personally flew the final movie from Vancouver to Los wow. Angeles. That's what I feel so like. I, that also maybe this. I don't know how you feel watching these movies, but like after all we've like all those random quotes and like different things we've heard from him, like I'm like rooting for Uwe Boll as a filmmaker, and so every time like. I have such good faith for every one of his movies I go into, even though like most have been awful. Is I'm like, <laughs> I know, I know he like cares a little bit, and I know he's like trying a little bit, but I, I, I think know. that in this movie in particular, I, I think he's trying to like make a like a serious movie or like a like a blockbuster movie, you know, not just like a yeah. churn out quickly and and whatever. Like the cast is there, the the. You know, I mean, the movie doesn't look awful, I don't think. Yeah. No, I mean, he's... Well, what he's trying to do is rip off Lord of the Rings uh, in Elmas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, like, but you can tell that he's... It reminds me of the Matrix shot in House of the Dead, but, like, for the whole movie. But you can tell, like, he is, like, that he's actually, like, like watched the Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? And he's, like, he he, like, gets certain aspects of what's like cool about the movie and so like i'll catch a shot that i'm like oh yeah he definitely like took that like not even just like the idea but like the shot is the same shot you know what i mean mm -hmm. um yeah. and i don't know i guess maybe that's like hacky but i, I don't know part of me was like i kind of th like thought it was <laughs> cute i guess i don't know um i i actually don't disagree with what you're saying and uh, I think that he did look, I mean, obvi obviously this movie is like very much Lord of the Rings light, right? Like it's a, it's a very clear inspiration, uh, Lord of the Rings was. Um, I, I actually there's have a lot pitch. of scenes and a lot of themes that are like very on the nose, very on the nose. Oh, yeah, very obvious stuff. I would say I would pitch it to someone to like watch it and my pitch would be it's 75% Lord of the Rings and 25% a Jason Statham action movie. I would yeah, I don't even know if I would say a Jason Statham action movie. I I think I would go like 25% like an Uwe Boll movie cuz there are some things in this movie where like he he reverts to type and and I jotted a few of them down but like there's some very like clear like, we've seen this in House of the Dead, we saw this in Far Cry, we saw this in... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, well, re reoccurring things. My main reasoning would be, is because, like, you have clearly... Like, you have his stuff in there for sure. I, I think it's not as present as his other movies. But I, I would say the Lord of the Rings stuff for sure. But then I, I say Jason Statham action movie because they will have these battle scenes where... Um, you like see a shot and you're like, yeah, this is like, he is aping the shot from Lord of the Rings, but then they'll cut to like Jason Statham with the sword. Uh, and I love that he's got no fucking armor on in these battles, you know, he's just got a sword <laughs> and like the way, the way they do his action isn't like the Lord of the Rings choreography. It's like the more no. like over-exaggerated, like action movie, um, fighting which i think is kind of cool even though like the tones kind of mesh and then the oh, okay. other I, I could see that yeah i could see that 
And my other big pitch is that the main villain is more like a villain you would see in, like, a Statham action movie, but he's also, like, an evil wizard, you know? <laughs> like, Ray Liotta is, like, this dickhead, like, action movie villain. Like, you'd see him in, like, a 90s, you know? Yeah, you know what? I, I agree with that. And I think, actually, in a roundabout way, we're almost saying the same thing, because I, I was talking about Statham and Ray Liotta, but, like, to me... Those are like Uwe Boll characters because like Statham in this movie is like this macho guy who's like so cool. He's like talking shit to the king and like just, you know, he's this badass dude. And like that's kind of someone that we've seen in all these Uwe Boll movies. And, and Ray is just kind of like this, you know, maniacal villain who, uh-huh. you know, might, might as well be with Ben Kingsley in, in Blood Rain. Which oh, I guess definitely, like definitely, yeah. I guess like those aren't like necessarily Uwe Boll stereotypes, which is like a lot of action movie stereotypes, well, I guess. So w- what sets Uwe Boll apart from me is like with a lot of the characters in a lot of his movies, like he he truly seems like to find them all like kind of disgusting. You know what I mean? Like in House <laughs> of the Dead, it was like everyone sucked except for Captain Kirk, who was like just this like total badass. But you know, like all his movies, like even the leads like like there's something about them like where they're kind of like like i think of far cry you know what i mean like that i guess he was supposed to be really cool but like i think of those scenes like with that couple in the beginning and like every almost every character in the movie you're just supposed to think is like a such an asshole you know what i mean whereas like like all the characters in this except for like ray Liotta and matthew lillard and they're the villains like I think, like, um, Jason Statham in particular, like, he has a more, like, common, like, mainstream movie, like, a tenderness appeal to him. You know, he's got this family, and he, he's got this, they show him, like, uh, you know, hanging out with his son, and they have a loving relationship, and he's got this good friend, and it's all very sweet, you know what I mean? I feel like you don't normally see that in a Uwe Boll movie, you know what I mean? Like, n- none of the characters ever ap- even approach trying that even if it's like a little shallow in this movie okay i think that's fair um all right one i I forgot to mention this uh this little tidbit as well which i also thought was funny because it's ray liotta talking about how crazy uve bull is but uh and this is (laughs) this is a weird one because i feel like it's not actually that crazy during production uve bull sponsored a charity visit to the set guests got to see behind the scenes work and proceeds were proceeds were donated to the children's hospital, and Ray Liotta, I guess, hated it. He hated that uh, these guys were allowed behind the scenes, and so many spectators were on the set. And he was talking about how like crazy Uve Bull is. That actually seems like kind of a nice thing to do to me from uh, from our boy Uve. Just that, yeah. I wonder. I wonder what the specific circumstances is. You know what I mean? Like, because I <clears> guess <throat> Uve Bull would. I bet he would do it in like a really weird way. I'm sure he would. <laughs> yeah. You are now witnessing the greatest movie, the greatest medieval fantasy movie ever being made. Yeah, like, okay, uh, like, maybe it was, like, overindulgent, I don't know. Or maybe uh, Ray was being a, being a little jerk. Yeah, maybe. Which uh, we should, I should think say either we're is, Yeah. We're partially honoring this man. I, it's a yeah. little late, but... R.I.P. Um, yeah, we're, we're about a month removed from, from Ray Liotta passing, and, uh, you know, what, what better way to, to honor him <laughs> than to... Well, we could probably watch Goodfellas. That might have been a better way, but yeah. damn it, we're watching in the name of the king. Well, so he he was like he was like giving it in this movie a little bit. Like I I did really like him because he is supposed to be like your 
Saruman type character, but it's yeah. like imagine if Saruman was like an asshole like Italian guy. <laughs> it's like a really funny pitch to me. Well, imagine if Saruman was macking with like the the king of Gondor's daughter in like the opening fucking scene <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> it was a little confusing. I was like, what he's sucking yeah. the life out of her or whatever? I don't know. So this movie starts off. Let's get to the movie now. So it starts off with Ray Liotta and Lily Sobieski, and they're like they're macking, and like Ray Ray is like a clearly evil guy here. Um, oh, and his name is yeah. is Galleon, by the way, in this movie. I'm gonna <laughs> nice. try and call like him that, boat. but I might just call him Ray. Um. So yeah, they're making out, and he's like sucking her life out or something, and like. I don't yeah. know what the hell's going on here. And I think later we learned that, like, he's sucking out her magical powers. Because yes. I actually, I got this wrong. I thought that she was the king's daughter, but she is John Reese davies daughter, who's, like, a, a big magician in this movie. He's, like, he's the Gandalf of the movie. Yes. 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 Okay. Good way to put it. I, I think that's just what we need are some, some Lord <laughs> of the Rings analogies the, here. The movie makes so much sense when you just go like, oh, that's Gandalf. And then you just like <laughs> fill in the dots from there, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. And so she's, got... she's Gandalf's daughter, but she's at first. She, I she's thought, Arwen. Yeah. I thought that's what it was going to be. But then they kind of drop her off a cliff at the end. Like, well, so so she's kind of Arwen, but she's also mixed with Eowyn because Eowyn in Lord of the Rings wanted to, you know, fight for for her country as well, but wasn't allowed to because she was a woman. Right. Um, and so and, I thought they were going to take Elrond's that. Daughter. They didn't well, have so, that payoff at all. No, really not really. Lame. Yeah. And in fact, that's that's a we'll get there, actually. But there is no payoff to a big sub story, which I was just like, ugh. Um but yeah, so we got uh, we got the Mac in at the beginning, and then we go to a shot of like the city, and I, that my immediate thought was like, this kind of looks like Minas Tirith, like it looks looks very cool. There's like a cherry blossom tree. I was I was pretty impressed with this opening shot. I was like, this looks really good, actually. Yeah, they did a really good not the job of <laughs> robbing from the movie. Like I was like, yeah, nice, yeah, <laughs> and, and the, they, the, fuck, the music they, too was really cool. Oh and yeah, Lord of the Rings style music, you know. And they literally stole John Reese davies which, I mean, if you're going <laughs> to steal from Lord of the Rings, like, you know, get some of the actors, too. Yeah. You know what? You know sick. what surprises me every single time I see John Reese davies in, like, a non-Lord of the Rings movie? Because, like, that was the first thing that I'd ever seen him in. Uh-huh. But this fucking guy is, like, six foot three. He's huge. <laughs> I know. He's so big. And, like, he plays a dwarf in Lord of the Rings. He plays Leonardo da Vinci on Star Trek Voyager. He's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's tight. You know what yeah. I? You know what I did not know about John Reese Davies that I learned today is that he voices Macbeth in Gargoyles. I oh. loved that show as a kid. You know, like over half that cast is people from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I, I believe that. <laughs> I, I feel like. Uh, I feel like Star Trek, like. You know, whenever we're doing a movie, I, I feel like there's at least someone that's been involved with like Star Trek that that comes up. So, like, I actually I believe that it's like literally like though I feel like they just like took half the cat. Like, there's like s six people I think at least who are like main cast members of Star Trek. It's weird. We got we got Keith David. Uh, Keith David is awesome. Yeah, John Jonathan Frakes. Yep, that's. Commander Riker. <laughs> oh, I, I, I had a, a Xanatos action figure as a kid. He was one in my in my action figure wrestling league. 
when Gargoyles I was a kid. Gargoyles is badass as far as I remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I it was like sick. Well. It was kind of um, like Batman vibes a little bit too, because it was like it was yeah. like urban fantasy, like nighttime. You know, I don't know. Something you know, I, I'm not, we're getting way off track here, but I remember my my <laughs> nana when I was a kid took me downtown to see like actual gargoyles because I wanted to know what they looked like, and I and I kind of <laughs> thought that they'd be like That's these awesome. <laughs> I thought they'd be these huge sweeping beasts on on top of these roofs or whatever, but they're gargoyles in Calgary are kind of small, so uh, it wasn't pretty, exactly yeah. what I thought. They're like little imps. Yeah, they're they're yeah. kind of more like the things that Batman swings on in Arkham City, right? Yeah, yeah. No gargoyles um, in this movie, though. No, which is too bad because you got uh, the the Krug. So the Krug, the Krug, Krug life. Th- these are the bad guys here, and these are stand-ins for orcs. Oh yeah, okay. For and sure. before before uh, Ray Liotta, aka Galleon, took over the Krug, they were just I guess mindless beasts. But now. Um, Ray is their king, and he is mobilizing them and making him smarter. So um, they can use weapons and stuff yes. or whatever. Yeah, tools and tactics and and whatever. So. Yeah, right. Um, okay, last piece to set up here before we get going is of course Jason Statham, and this guy's name is fucking Farmer. Farmer, <laughs> and he's a farmer. Do you know of a man called Farmer? Oh man, good stuff! It's awesome. And, uh, He's picking turnips with his son. I love. Yeah. <laughs> I love this scene. His son picks up uh, like a a big mofo turnip too. Mm-hmm. Thing yeah, it's huge. It's like the size of my off. head. Yeah. Nothing good ever comes easy. Farmer says to his son. Nothing good ever comes easy. That's right. <laughs> and then Ron Perlman rolls over, and his yeah. name is um, oh, not Riddick. Uh, Norik. Okay. So, so Jason Statham is obviously like the Aragorn here, and it's probably, yeah. it's probably, I don't know, fair to say that Ron Perlman is kind of like a Gimli, or maybe like a Legolas because he uses a bow. But uh, yeah, because you know, they do a little <clears throat> bit later. They have some line about like fighting alongside your friend later with shit guy. Uh, yeah. So I feel like they're not as over exaggerated, but they're kind of your like. Legolas and Gimli. Legolas and Gimli. Yeah, you're you're, you're like wingmen. <laughs> I don't um, know. And and so so shit guy is actually um, farmer's brother-in-law. Also, yeah. So uh, you know he he's the he's the third member of the trio. So um, yeah, they're just doing their thing. I like they're farming. This whole they're eating part. dinner. Like there was, I like just like their little <clears throat> their dialogue, like some of their exchanges. The I, I did too, and like this was with nice. the family, and then he's like. He's like sweet and tender with his wife, and it's not like I said. I would expect an Uwe Boll. I think of like when uh, Far Cry, when they're like, "Oh, we both have to be in the bed." Like that's the type of like romance <laughs> I expect from Uwe Boll. But I was like, you know, it, it's nothing new, but it was like very sweet and tender. And I was like, oh, he loves his family, and they got a yeah. pig. I thought it was yeah. I thought it was fine. I thought it was uh, a fine scene, and. Um... His wife is there, and I guess, uh, yeah, he, he Jason, so not Jason Statham, Farmer seems very, like, reserved, like, <clears throat> doesn't tell people how he feels, nothing like that, so uh, his wife's trying to get a little bit of emotion out of him. It was, that was a nice little scene. It, you're right, it was very, I don't know, not tame, but, like, uh, 
restrained for Uwe Boll. I was expecting them to start like fucking right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't get any uh anything gra- too graphic. Which I, I was I'm shocked about. This has got to be the first movie that we've seen that doesn't have like a lot of gratuity in it. Yeah, yeah, he's going for the like yeah, the Lord of the Rings crowd is more like family oriented, I guess. Um, well, we uh, the Krug invade <laughs> the Krug. the village here. And Jason Statham beats the shit out of them with swords and this fucking boomerang, which he keeps on oh, throwing, which is they, great. They keep using, like, first they have him, like, I like, they establish his character, like, he he shoes off those crows with the scarecrow, but, like, they point out, like, he's not trying to hurt him, you know, he's just, like, get out of here, you know? So I like that. It was, like, a little, like, oh, he's a good guy. <laughs> but, yeah, the boomerang is fucking awesome in the action, for sure, and... Uh, I love this scene. I loved just Jason Statham, like, fucking doing his, like, jumping kicks on the orcs and stuff. <laughs> it was pretty um, awesome. The best scene was when he, he like, in a roundabout way, ended up, like, hanging one of the fucking orcs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which was, I was just like, oh, my God. Um, which, to your point, actually, this is, like, this is uh, definitely going for more of, like, a family-friendly kind of vibe, because, like, you don't really see any blood in this movie, even though there's, like, you know, big sword fights and stuff like that, but uh, I was a little bit surprised to see this hanging. You just see the cool CG black blood mist stuff. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that stuff is pretty, it's pretty tight. So, yeah, here we go. Um, The the Krug are attacking the village, they're raiding, they're pillaging, Uh, they are capturing everybody, and we have a pretty... We have a pretty sad scene here as Farmer's son is uh, laid to rest by the leader of the Krug. And we should mention, too, that um, Ray Liotta uh, Galleon <clears throat> is controlling them kind of like uh, kind of like the Reapers control the collectors in Mass Effect 2. Like from afar, he can just like take over different different Krug. It's actually kind of a cool idea. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. He like and like he keeps referencing like. You know, you can keep killing me, like, because they keep killing the bodies he's taking over, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty spooky. I, I kind of like that idea, um, that Legion kind of mentality when you're fighting something. It, I think it makes for a cool enemy. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty neat. So, so... Farmer thinks that his wife is dead. He knows that his son is dead. I could have, uh... I could have used a little, a little emotion here, a little something, because he's just like burying his son and he's like well, I need a fourth headstone for my wife and he's like cool calm collected as a cat I, I know that it's like supposed to kind of be his character but I, I feel like I could have used a little something here maybe a really I didn't soft feel that moment way. I felt like uh it seemed sad to me and and then especially like he's doing it and then like shit guy comes to help him to me that really sold that he was like you know like I gotta I gotta back my brother up here, you know. He's going through it. I don't, I don't know. I I don't know if I was buying it, but uh, I guess uh, that that's okay. I mean, what he I guess what he kind of wanted out of Jason Statham. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say his range is is maybe the the most or the biggest or whatever. But um, I could even use a little bit something. But either way, he's burying his son. He vows to get revenge. And uh, we kind of have, like, the beginning of, like, the, the fellowship here, because you have mm-hmm. the kid. Actually, this scene was kind of funny when the king and his men come in. And, like, this is kind of what I mean. Like, 
Jason Statham is talking shit to the king. He's just a badass. He's showing up, you know, all these guards and, and just walks away. Like, that's that to me is like such a an Uwe character. Although I guess it's also just kind of a, a Statham character as well. Well, here's what I think sets it aside again. I got, I've, been, I've been thinking about this is because... Like, it's not just that he's a badass, because they're setting aside that the king The king is like, okay, they're attacking, we need you all to come, like, defend the castle. And Jason Statham's like, like, fuck you, dude, like, we're out here, like, living outside protection, and you can't even take care of us, but when they threaten, like, the, the royal royalty, like, oh, now we have to come help you. And he's like, what about the people they just, you know... Uh, captured or whatever so it was mm. more like there was sort of this like he's like a man of the people type thing it wasn't just like like fuck you authority you know what i mean like i actually was kind of behind his cause okay okay um yeah i thought i think his cause is just his his line there i think was was correct um so he's off on an adventure and i and i kind of dug this and actually i kind of dug like the the three of them uh, hanging out. I could have done with a little more of it, actually. I thought that the zip yeah. lining scene was, like, really fun. That was fun. That, that was, was probably like the most comedy. fun scene in the movie, actually. That's where it, like, starts to feel like like capturing some of Lord of the Rings. Because, like, Lord of the Rings yes. is sort of like an adventure, you know, of, like, different, almost different episodes <laughs> in a little adventure that don't necessarily all connect. It's sort of like, you know, so here's, like, the broken bridge level, you know? <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. That felt very Lord of the Rings to me. Yeah, I I really like this scene in general when they fucking started sliding backwards on that zip line. They bumped into each other and fell into the river. I was that was a good time. I thought that that was yeah. uh, really fun. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, I yeah, it was fun. I was uh, I was liking the fellowship so far. Um, and I'm gonna give Uve some credit here because this guy creates a villain in this movie. That I loathed, I detested this guy, which is a a testament to the actor and to the writing. Oh my god! Of course, I'm talking about the king's nephew. This guy fucking sucks. He was 100 percent giving the best performance in the movie, though. Like Matthew Miller was like he. Okay, so everyone's doing different things. Like I think we we sort of disagree of like where Jason Statham's going for, but you know what I mean, like. Jonathan Rhys Davies is doing like he does feel like serious Lord of the Rings. Right. Uh, Ray Ray Liotta's doing like I, I guess a character that feels very much like him, but it's outside of the Lord of the Rings world. And then Matthew Lillard is like I'm oh, he's he is the most Uwe Boll character of the whole movie. He's you like You know what? I, I thought he was kind of like a Game of Thrones character, actually. Okay. You know that you know that like shitty friend of um uh, fuck, it's been a while since I watched Game of Thrones. But like <laughs> the the one guy who's who comes from like the island or whatever, and he sells out his sister. He sells out the uh, the the main characters or whatever. Then he get, he eventually gets his like balls chopped off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched Game no, of Thrones. No, I, no, I don't know it, but that sounds amazing. I guess. And anyways, if you've ever watched Game of Thrones, you know what I'm talking about. Um, this guy reminded me of him because he was so sleazy and like he mm-hmm. was. He, I think you're right. He was. This guy, fuck, he was like so detestable. Like the, the he, Matthew Lillard did such a good job. He had that level. I, I of hated like, this guy. He had the by Uwe Boll. Like he had that level of like kind of camp to the role. You know what I mean? It was like a, it was like a little over the top, a little cheesy, but like you, like it was very good. It was like yeah, my favorite role in the movie for sure. Yeah, he like 
He sucked so hard. I was just like, fuck, somebody <laughs> oh. kill this motherfucker. <laughs> when like, we first somebody. see him, he's doing, it's so classic. It's such, this is like a, a, like a Looney Tunes thing, but like, he's got this big chicken leg and he's just honking <laughs> down on the chicken leg and, and saying his lines. And there's multiple times in the movie where one time he's eating and another time he's not, I know for sure, where he says his line and you just see a, like a, a cloud of spit explode (laughs) out of his mouth like he is purposely spitting you know what i mean like he's he's putting his whole like he's going all in on this character yeah i noticed that dude just a piece of fleckle that just goes flying from his mouth like comparatively Uh, (laughs) i would say like burt burt reynolds is a fantastic actor and he's not even bad at this but like you could tell with him he's like a little bit more like i'm just kind of doing my thing you know what i mean like yeah you know i i'm he's uh denethor a little bit but he he was good but then like matthew lower is like the opposite direction where he's like fuck it i'm i don't know i don't know why he went so hard on this maybe he's just that great well i mean think about it. like a, to me like this guy is shaggy right and it's like it's hard to see him as not shaggy so maybe he's get this he gets his role and it's it's very different and like he can i thought he like really excelled in this role like he made me dislike this guy so much and by the end of the movie i was just like wow he did a great job because like i fucking hated this guy like i didn't want to see him at all he kind of was like at in the end of scream he was like a little like villainous like this you know so yeah uh, maybe channeled some of that (laughs) so I, i would say that this this character, there's there's not really a Lord of the Rings character that he, that's close to him, but maybe Wormtongue is is the character, and then I guess um, so, yeah. Theoden could be Burt Reynolds. That that probably works fine. Yeah, or I was thinking like they just had the scenes where like, wait, which one's Theoden? I'm thinking of uh oh, uh, I'm thinking Th- Denethor. Theoden is the king of Rohan. Denethor is the steward of Gondor. Yeah, well, they they those characters have some similarities of like you know, their empire's crumbling or like their, their kingdom is crumbling. And they're at first like, well, both kind of like not doing anything about it. And, uh, that's kind of why even Burt Reynolds characterization reminded me of that because he was like, uh, well, he had more of an active effort. He felt like I'm trying to keep the kingdom going. You know what I mean? But he had that Mm -hmm. element of like, Oh, we're going to mostly worry about like the castle and not the people, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's fair. So I I thought that this guy was awesome. Uh, Burt Reynolds, I thought, yeah, I thought he was pretty good. I I kind of agree with you. It seemed like he was just kind of he he wasn't phoning it in, but he also was just kind of doing his thing too. Mm-hmm. So he was he was fine. I think yeah, he was a good enough king. I thought yeah. John Reese Davies was probably the best of the guys that uh, yeah he's were in great. the castle. Yeah, yeah. Um, Burt Reynolds, one of my. Uh, one of the all-time great shots. Would you agree with that? All-time great shots? Yeah. Like if you're what? at the bar you, and you go up and you ask for a Burt Reynolds. I don't know what that is. What? Are you no. serious? No. What you don't have that? Burt Reynolds shots in, in the States? We might. I, I, I'm, maybe I'm just not familiar. Um, okay, so so a Burt Reynolds is equal parts spiced rum and butter ripple schnapps. And uh, it's okay. a nice... It's a light shot, so like it's not like when you take a shot of like tequila or, or something like that, you get that like ugh face after this. 
This one doesn't have that. It's a nice shot, but it's a shot that also gets the job done. So it's a it's a good shot. Actually, so so the thing that you're supposed to do if you're at a bar <laughs> and like it's too noisy and the bartender can't hear you, you hold your finger vertically under your nose like a mustache to signify that you want a Burt Reynolds. Oh, wow. No, I had no idea, but that sounds pretty good. I'll, I'll make you one in, uh, in, in a couple weeks here. Oh, I guess, uh, yeah. About a month, yeah. About a month, yeah. Um, okay, so let's get rolling here. And uh, so, yeah, we got uh, we got the Fellowship, and they are in the, the Lost Woods here. And out comes Blood Rain and a bunch of other forest babes who just live in the forest and hate mm-hmm. men. And I was like, these guys are awesome. These guys rock. Like, they control the trees and the leaves and, like, they're doing all these cool moves up and down. This is this is pretty yeah. tight. It was like, well, because it's initially like, oh, this is they're like the Ents or whatever, you know, or like yes. that. Even like the Kokiri have this element, but it's definitely lifted from the Ents of like we were the forest people and we don't, you know, the outside world doesn't really interact with us. We're neutral or something. Um, but I thought that was actually like a creative idea. To have, they're they're not just like swinging on the vines, but they're like. Cirque du Soleil performers mm-hmm. on the vines, which I was like, oh, that's actually kind of a, I don't know, like a good inspiration for like a fantasy forest race. Like if it, it felt like an inspired choice, I guess. Yeah, I thought that their intro was pretty cool. Like the way I, that's a good way to put it. Like Cirque du Soleil, they kind of came down and it was it wasn't just like they rappelled down. They it was like kind of a it's kind of like a sequence to it or like a show to it. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, there's and like there's the vines. And he's hitting them with, like, boomerangs at some point. So I was like, this is, like, yes. Wind Waker a little bit or whatever. <laughs> you get the the boomerang. You're chopping stuff down. Oh, man. The the way that he, when he hit the boomerang to his vine, he did, like, the guile flip and landed on his feet ready to rock. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was a great shot, too. And, like, I should say there are some good, like, bits of, like, choreographed like not just action but like stunts and stuff like that but that was one that stood out that one felt like a michael bay shot there's some like michael bay shots in the movie too where they like film them and they look like they're like 30 foot tall statues you know Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) that was definitely one where he flips out of that it was tight just lands in such a dominant pose too that yeah that was a that was a cool scene um so the forest babes lead the fellowship out of the forest and basically like not into Mordor, but into a place that looks like it might as well be Mordor. And they have this... So this is a scene that was lifted directly from Lord of the Rings. So they, they decide to beat up a uh, an orc and steal its armor and sneak in exactly like Sam and Frodo do into Mordor. Except they've fucking... Uh, Ron Perlman and Jason Statham get caught in like three seconds... By all of the orcs after dressing up as the Krug. And I thought that was so (laughs) funny. Like, they go in, literally, like, I I swear to you, it's like 30 seconds later, they're all captive. It was so funny. Yeah, that's like like one of the most forgettable sequences, I feel like. Yeah, I think after the forest babe scene, it was kind of, uh, it was kind of starting to drag a little bit here for me. Um, A little bit. Mm. Because we also have a scene where the king is poisoned. And we all know that it's his nephew, but we can't do anything. Oh, by the way, his nephew's working with Ray Liotta. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Ray Liotta's kind of like a Palpatine, too, where he's like, yeah, he's behind the scenes of everybody, which I thought, like, 
that that could be what like makes the movie seem confusing because the this the plot or whatever is actually not there's not a lot going on but I, they like introduce you they introduce the characters in like a reverse order like you see him kissing the girl and talking to her and you don't even find out till like way later that she who she even really is or like i guess you find out eventually but you it's like trying to put a puzzle together in reverse when like i feel like they could have just like it would have been kind of neat i guess similar to palpatine to like see him first like as like a normal guy and then he like kind of seduces mm-hmm. you know matthew lillard by like you know being like i can get you what you want and like you know the girl yeah. maybe he's sedu- i don't know you know something like I- that I I, th- I agree with what you're saying. I I think I'd be fine with like, um, the nephew and, and Ray Liotta working together. Like, and I, I don't think I need that explained because like we can see that the nephew's such a slime ball. But it does seem weird how like, like what did what did she see in this guy? And like, was did he trick her or something? Like, uh, it, yeah, it does exactly. seem a little bit yeah. weird. It's not really explained, and there and there's no real payoff to it either. Yeah, with those two characters specifically, like they. Um, I think, yeah, they just, like, pace the story out weird, and then, like, both their arcs kind of end, like, really early on, and, um, I don't know, I feel like the movie actually, it's already pretty long, but it could have used, like, just maybe, like, a few, like, a scene of, like, closure for both of them. Like, apparently there is a three-hour director's cut of this fucking movie. I'm gonna watch that. I actually want to watch that. Dude... Uh, I w- when I was watching this, I was convinced that like we were coming up to the final part here, and, and the battle in the forest was like the final part. And after it was done, I was like, "Oh my god, there's forty five minutes left! Forty five minutes! I couldn't believe how long this movie was." <laughs> um, I I don't know. I liked everything that was going on. I liked the story, uh, even if there was like parts that I, were like weird the way they handled them. I was pretty into it the whole time. Um, so Farmer, you know, I will give him this because, uh, a lot of times in, in movies, they, when they capture, when the bad guys capture, like, the main guy, like in Austin Powers, it's just like, why don't you just kill him while you have him instead of, you know, capturing him or transporting him or whatever. And in this movie, they at least go to hang Jason Statham and they're going to try and just kill him right away. But he actually escapes in, like, kind of a sick way where, what does he do? He, like, kicks the back of the... The Krug's head like spins around, like gets his uh, gets his sword to cut his hands free, or like something like mm-hmm. that. Right? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. That was cool, and I I think I can also see what you mean about thinking about it, like how it could this is like longer because, like you you mentioned, the king is poisoned, but then he's then they like he's fine, but then he's wounded, and like it feels like the characters keep reverting back. Like, they're not progressing a little bit. It happens with Matthew Lillard, too, where, like, he, he like, makes the big coup or whatever, but then he immediately yes. gets captured, and they're gonna, then they're gonna kill him, but then, actually, he's the king now, but then he's not, and it's, it's like, and it all happens, like, right in that one moment, you know? There's no, like, you know, it's not, like, an unfolding drama, really, and you're just kind of, like, yeah. going, like... Uh, it's like a lot of like it's when like in wrestling and like you're rolled up and then like they reverse it and they roll you up and then they reverse it and they roll them up and it's like that's I mean that's cool in wrestling but in this it's it's a little like what what's the story what's happening <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's uh, I, like I said, I I was sure that this movie was ending before it did, and then it didn't, and it kept on going. It it felt like kind of a little bit like um, like you're building towards a pay per view match, but you still got like two raws to get there, even though your build is already kind of like set and you don't need any more. So it's just kind of like filler, you know? Yeah. Well, that's that's why I thought they were gonna do. Because I, I think if it was like you were at least invested, it wouldn't feel so long. Because I thought th- they were starting to set up this dynamic with, um, what's his name? Terish, who's like kind of yeah, the, the squire. Yeah, like the, uh, the military commander guy. And how like Matthew Lillard was always shitting on him. And like yeah. they were, I felt they were setting that up to be, you know, like how sometimes in these movies they'll set up like different mini rivalries, you know? Yes. So, and I felt like that was going to be it in the in like the final battle, like, you know, all the characters will be battling. Ah, and then you cut to Terish and Matthew Lillard and they're battling and then Terish kills thought. him. Yeah. And then in the end, Statham's like, you know, you're the one who's really been leading the people. You are you should be the king or something. And then I was expecting same with the daughter where they're like. They're like, oh, you let our family mojo get away. I thought that they were then going to have her, like, uh, be the one who, like, helps defeat Ray Liotta. But instead, she just is like, oh, my dad's fucking dead. And then she's just gone. So I think (laughs) it starts to drag because you're like, well, I actually was invested because I thought they were going to do stuff with those characters. You know, so I was like, I agree. uh, I was like, and then then they give that moment too to, uh, to farmer's wife who doesn't really feel like she's done much of anything for like the whole movie other than just like be captured Mm -hmm. well they did like they had like scenes with her and ray Liotta, and like he was like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna make i don't know what he said what he even did but like she it kind of like had, had like she had a good like reason to get comeuppance on him because he was kind of terrorizing her i guess so well, and I guess he also killed her son as well, but... Yeah, true, true. And it was yeah. like, it's about family, you know, so... But yeah. I thought for oh, sure... Oh, least... you forgot a mother's wrath or something like that was the line. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I think that wasn't so bad. Like, because I liked that story with Statham and his family, but I just thought, where's... Well, I, I agree else? with you. I, I didn't think that was bad either, but it did feel like like uh, Lily Sobieski was just kind of there and she didn't really do much. And she was mm. it's just like, all right. And then like, there was no payoff to the nephew at all, which was like, I was just waiting for somebody to actually. So, so in this battle, let's, let's get back. Cause I feel like this ties into what yeah. I'm talking about here. So in this battle, everyone's fighting in the woods and uh, the, the nephew is kind of like, he's absurd the army and he's like, He's saying, like, now you got to work with the orcs, and, like, now I'm your king because our king is, is dying. Um, and then, like, Burt Reynolds makes this triumphant appearance out. And I was like, why didn't they kill this motherfucker? Like, right here, right now. They just let him go. I yeah. I didn't like that. I was like, okay, no payoff in there. Like, payoff has got to be coming, right? Like, somebody's going to get him. And I just, I didn't know who it was going to be. But I thought it was going to be Terish, who's kind of like the Faramir of this story, if you will. Um, yeah, for oh, definitely. Or he maybe cool. maybe cool. Amir. I, I don't know. Somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe Amir is more apt because it's like Amir versus Wormtongue. Anyways, so <laughs> so like they have this duel, and then eventually he still doesn't kill him because like they have the whole fake out with with the uh, the king. Burt Reynolds is now like actually died, and they're gonna name a new king. Which by the way, this like completely caught me out of like left field. I was not expecting this, and I burst out laughing. 
But they fucking say that Farmer, Farmer is yeah. the king's long lost son. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, he is. I was just like, fuck yeah. Of course he is. I was like, this is perfect because you need a guy who like cares about the people. He's, yeah. He's just the farmer, you know? I don't I don't know why. I was just like completely blindsided by that. I was like, what? Well, <laughs> like it just they they uh keep teasing it, but it's not very like you're like, what are they teasing? Like, it's not like they're you're unraveling anything. They just keep going like Jonathan Reese Davies is like I think he's more important to the king's destiny than he even realizes. <laughs> and then did they ever say that like the king has a long lost son or the king's son was lost or something? Like, did they ever say? I that? I think so. Yeah, I think there's like okay, there's one other like line I think that hinted at it, but it's so yeah, it's it's a little strange, you know. Uh, I thought this was like I laughed my ass off when they said this, and then when they introduce him as the new king in the woods. Uh, that was cool. Oh, oh, by the way, and I thought that the, uh, I thought that the, the forest, the, the forest babes are gonna fuck up the nephew, but they didn't either, so there's, like, three separate times I'm waiting for this guy to get, like, his comeuppance, and he, we never really get it, and he's just kind of, like, arrested at the end, which is too bad. Yeah, I think they, I don't know, yeah, I think they inflated the movie a little bit. When yeah, actually, I'm I'm skipping ahead a little bit here, I'm sorry. Um, before, even before the, the forest babes get him... So the uh, the king finally dies because, like, the nephew shoots him with an arrow and he takes, like, seven shots to actually hit him. Which, first of all, why did the king move? Second of all, why did the king just kill this guy, like, right away? I, ah. You shoot him with the arrow, it's like the Boromir death scene. Yeah, kind of. He's got a, And yeah. there's, like, the one guy, he's got all the arrows in him. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, what a great scene that was. That's cool. Um, yes, big battle in the woods. There's Bodies fucking ninjas also. Yeah. 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 Fucking ninjas just show up and come out of nowhere. I was I was like, where did they come from? Who whose side are they on? Uh well it was just like, oh, they've got ninjas in their regiment too, you know. And I thought the, the, flaming, ninjas. the flaming Krug catapult was awesome. That actually was pretty cool, yeah. This yeah, is when I really cool. noticed too that uh um Jason Statham had no armor, which I thought was so sick. <laughs> you felt you know like what I noticed when you're playing a game and you're like, I'm not going to wear any of the armor. <laughs> you know? He's just naked Link fighting yeah. <laughs> Dallas. I, you know, I, I was noticing in the scene, I was like, man, I miss like Ron Perlman and shit guy. Like, where are those guys? They come back. They're captured they come still. back for the final yeah, scene. Yeah, I know. But I, I wanted them like with, you know, I wanted them with, uh, Jason just fighting in the woods. I think that would have been yeah. Cool. They they needed a little more too for sure. They're trying to yeah. fit like three Lord of the Rings movies into one because they know they're only gonna get the one, which is ironic because they eventually made three of these movies. But uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Oh, I ended up writing. I didn't know this. I I wrote down. Imagine just getting sniped by your asshole nephew. Oh man. Yeah. That well, did, imagine I, like that did stand Imagine just me. sitting there and you're the king. And an arrow goes whizzing by six feet to your left and hits the tree. And like <laughs> six more arrows go whizzing by and none of them hit you. And you're, and you're just like, this is a good place to be. This is fine. Like, yeah, Bert. But it's know, so man. dumb. They like poisoned him and then, he was, fu- That's then true. he was fine. And then now the next scene, you know what I mean? Like, 
pa- the pacing is a little weird. I feel like the, he, he was the, probably at like my my COVID stage right now, or like I just feel a little bit fuzzy, you know, just like kind of like what day is it? You know, not not thinking super clearly. You're about to get an arrow though. <laughs> I don't know. Zora's just Look gonna fucking out. shoot an arrow at me. <laughs> this um, was the yeah. scene where Statham ran all the on all the guys, which is cool oh, too. Yeah. That yeah, was, that like was a pretty cool. DOA, the beginning of DOA. <laughs> you That's know what's funny too move. is uh these uh these Krugs, their helmets kind of look like the um uh the ring wraiths. I actually didn't notice that, but they like the the main bad guy ones, like the ones that oh, uh, Ray Liotta controls. That's I think that's another intentional one too. I think so too. Like I, did, I actually didn't think about that till like right now, because that happens a few times when it's like you're being chased by a like spooky guy on a horse, you know? Yeah, I like those guys. They were cool. They were like they're kind of like ring race slash dementors. I was digging them. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, the battle in the woods is one. The forest babes capture the the nephew, but Lily still doesn't kill this guy. And meanwhile, in Ray Liotta's lair, uh, Norik, aka Ron Perlman, is stabbed to death. While oh. He's freeing all the prisoners, which is too bad. Is that? I don't know what who said this, but I f- someone said something like, "Am I making you feel vulnerable?" I think Ray Liotta said that to Eowyn or whatever. But like the way mm. he delivered it, I wrote it as, do I make you feel vulnerable, baby? Because <laughs> it was like very. Do I? <laughs> I was like, calm down. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So this movie's fucking long. I wrote down. I'm like, God damn it. There's still like 40 minutes left here. But I, I, I actually do think that this Commander Terrish guy was pretty cool. I was like, all right, he's finally getting a little bit more shine here. He's yeah, going to kill the I'm nephew. Saying. I was like, he all right, him- let's. With one hand. This dude kicked the shit out of the nephew, which you knew he was going to, but it was still, it was good to see. See, that's what, to me, like, I didn't get bored, because that, like, juiced the movie. I was now, I was like, okay, they've got Matthew Lillard, like, uh, in captivity or whatever, you know, they're they're gonna, like, you know, when this is all over, we're gonna, we're gonna put him on trial, we're gonna hang him publicly or something, you know, we've got a prisoner, and then I expected, like, during the final battle, like, he'd break out and, like, try to help, you know. Right. From, and then, like, Terish would come in, you know? So I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, okay. I, th- I thought it was weird, all the flip-flopping. But then this scene in particular, I loved the duel. So I was like, okay, okay, I like this. I, I like where it's going. I I thought that the duel was, like, uh really good. But then, I, I like, I was just like, there's got to be some payoff. Like, somebody's got to stab this motherfucker, like, you know, somebody's got to do this. And I thought Terrish was going to be the guy, but then they kind of play hokey pokey with like the nephews, the new King. Cause Burt Reynolds dies, but then farmer comes in and like, he's the King and they arrest him. And I was just kind of like, let me see, like, let me get this. You know, mm-hmm. let me see somebody just spike this dude. I would have been, I, th- I thought this made the Terrish thing made a good part two of their encounters. If you're thinking about it, like a wrestling match where like, First, first, he's like insulting him, you know, and like saying, like, don't put your hands on me when he's like in the castle Mm -hmm, in charge of him. Then he does get to put his hands on him, but he gets cut off. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like, they're really firing up. Like, you really want to see him get like his comeuppance, like maybe in the third act, you know, and that. And and so, like, that's what that's what bothered me is like, because it was like such a tease. I was like, oh, I want it so bad. And then 
he dropped like you don't even see any of them for the rest of the movie and they kill ron mm-hmm. perlman so it's like it was a little that was a little disappointing for me yeah uh, yeah, it was it, it was a weird ending, and yeah, you don't see this guy for the rest of the movie, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, the nephew yeah, that is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he's just like gone. I think I don't think he shows up anymore. It's too bad. But uh, we do have a small elite squad here that's going to infiltrate Ray Liotta's castle as uh, the new king. Farmer says we're going to fucking smoke out Ray Liotta and rescue my wife. Mm-hmm. Anybody got any objections? Nobody does. So we got Farmer. Parrish, Lily, John Reese Davies, and the Forest Babes, led by Blood Rain, and they're going in. And I was just like, "Let's fucking go!" This is a, a good, solid this, squad to to do this. It was like the rainy castle, so like Helm's Deep, yeah, sort of vibe. They were clearly ripping up. <laughs> I I kind of was thinking like I wanted like that squad to go in the castle though, like fight in the castle while the army fought outside. Like I kind of wanted to showcase like. All like them, I don't know, maybe all of them together fighting Ray Liotta and then like, um, and then like, uh, you know, Jason Statham gets his final victory versus him, but not yeah, really even, how they went, but that's okay. Even, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Blood Rain, like you think is going to get something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, I actually, I don't remember what she does at all. Like, I remember her throwing the rock or the, the rope with the rock like what? The, where the hell does she even go after that? I don't remember seeing her for the rest of the movie. It's it's similar. Like she's just like in the battle, and yeah. then the well, I mean, I guess we'll probably talk about it. But then it's like, like the the movie just ends like after the battle, and like there's oh, a man. brief moment of closure. But like, yeah. I think you wouldn't even feel this way about certain characters if you at least saw like after the battle, like you know, thirty seconds that shows like what how they felt about it or like totally agree maybe even if even if they didn't if they cut to matthew lillard like like as a joke like he's like the battle's over and everyone's celebrating and he like is trying to run away and then terish comes and like you know stabs him or something right right you know that would have been that would have been enough i don't even need it doesn't have to be a big heroic moment though that would have been better if like he finally got to do the real duel or something. Even, even if he just like smirked and was just like, you're going to prison, pal. That would have been so good. And like seeing the forest babes go back to the forest. I completely 100% agree. 100%. <laughs> it just ends. Uh, <laughs> Sorry well, to skip okay. ahead, but the only Let's get there, person. I, I do think that there is a cool scene before there, though. Yes. And, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, um, I think we're going to say the same thing. Okay, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Is it the wizard fight? Yeah, that I thought that was, was so cool. cool. It, it, yeah. it reminded me of Gandalf versus Saruman, except they had swords. Like that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Although were... I will say, I will say, I looked down at my phone for about thirty seconds to write a note for this show. I looked back up, and John Reese Davies was dead, and I was like, "What the hell happened?" And I actually didn't bother to rewind to see what happened. So I actually, I don't know. Um, he just died. Oh, there was a great. Actually, you should look because I, I think that was there was like a big like slow mo sword thing it was a little it was matrixy actually they're like for a moment here in the movie uh especially with uh ray liotta and like the trench coat and like floating around for a moment they're like also like remember the matrix <laughs> you know <laughs> um but yeah like so there was some like hints of that in like the way in his like final climactic moments so it was pretty cool right. actually he got a good send-off 
and you he thought did. that yes. was going to transfer onto his daughter, but then you never yes. see her after this moment. No, as yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I I thought that there was going to be like a second wizard battle between her and Ray Liotta, mm-hmm. but nope. Especially because they set it up where um, she's like, I want to do great things for. Um, you know, I want to, I want to help my country or whatever she says, you know, it's something like uplifting and patriotic or whatever. And then in the midpoint of the movie, they have her saying like, they kind of like slut shame her. She's, she's like, I'm not your harlot. And then Mm -hmm. her dad's like, you whore, you, you let him suck our magic away. And so you think (laughs) like the third part is going to her, her getting like a comeback story after they like shit on her so much. But instead she's just like, Oh, my dad's dead. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Let pretty much uh, how it went, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that was a cool fight, at least. It was a it was a cool wizarding fight. I, I I would actually argue that that fight was like a lot cooler than the last fight. That could just be me, but uh, I, I was digging like the flying swords. I, the flying swords was better than most of the last fight, but I did like the last fight was when it felt even more matrixy because he was using like bullet time and like force powers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I did think that was cool, especially the big, his big book move was awesome. That that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> especially when he was like using the books to clamp Jason Statham down. Yes, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so I, I would propose to you, goo. I don't know if you feel the same, that there is one too many final battles in this movie. And I think I'm going to point at the battle going on outside of the castle as just kind of being like, what's going on here? Like, that that battle to me felt like felt like like the battle royal that that everyone who doesn't fit onto WrestleMania goes into, you know, where it's just like everyone that doesn't really have anything going on is going to be out in this big battle. And like, they're not really doing anything and like nothing's really happening. They're just kind of battling until whatever's going on inside finishes mm-hmm. And Tarish has kind of a moment where he looks like he's in trouble for a second, but everything works out fine. And, and also, actually, shit guys fighting in the in the barracks as well. So there's like there's like a million battles going on at the mm-hmm. end here, and it's it was a little bit all over the place. And especially because like the the battle with um, Farmer and Gillian is kind of like it looks like a WWE match where they're just like cutting and zooming and cutting and zooming. And I was just like, holy fuck! Yeah, there which there was some like. The the movie is a bit all over the place because there are a couple fight scenes where like it actually looks decent. It's not like the best uh you know action you've ever seen, but like they just like d- aren't like it's not like the shaky cutty stuff. But then there are parts where it feels like that feels more like watching House of the Dead, where it's like yeah. so bonkers. <laughs> so it felt like, and I know that's an Uwe Boll thing where he's like, I don't really like redo takes you know <laughs> but i don't know there were some there were some sh- sequences that i was like oh that was really cool um but then in the last scene and like certain other scenes that didn't have that i both i both disagree and agree on like the final battle thing because i feel like with a movie like this um there's there's a lot of movies i feel this way where they could have either like cut out half the stuff and made it like an hour and a half like Jason Statham is on an adventure mm-hmm. with his buddies or like there another half hour where they make you care about all those battles because like you know we have all these characters that you know yeah. we're supposed to care about that they could have utilized you know put 
Tarish out in the outside battle and you know well, do you know something. what i think they needed to do as well which you alluded to earlier is like you've got Tarish in this like throwaway meaningless battle like why not why not let him battle the nephew in this spot right like have yeah. a, a third act payoff to that or like you could have built up maybe like another bad guy so that like lily sobieski is fighting someone of like importance or something like that because like the problem is is that there is like one main bad guy and like uh, I don't know, like six main good guys, and they're not really interested in like ha- everyone having a payoff and like every good guy having like a uh, an opponent in the final battle. Mm-hmm. That's why, yeah, I think you could have like doubled up some. Like, I think you yeah. could have had Aowen and Statham, you know, going for him because like they both lost family members to him. You know, like there's yeah, a, totally there's, there's very cool. I think like it's if not like done before, but like. It's good story elements that I can kind of get behind there, you know, like I like that family sort of thing, like mm-hmm. sort of the payback. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm with you where it's like it it didn't all connect. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that in in a perfect world to me, I would have seen um, Eowyn and Statham kind of team up against um, Ray Liotta at the end. I would have seen Terish and uh, uh the nephew go at it maybe outside the castle maybe or something like that blood rain because she didn't yeah. like him either and then then you could have at the end because they're like oh we don't like the outside world of men then you could have had her yeah. at the end like shaking hands with terish you know like okay exactly yeah that's that's <laughs> awesome it, it, like it, i think if you did that even it would have been acceptable if like because you have the third battle going on too with shit guy uh, even if he's fighting like Let's just say, like, uh, a ring wraith or something like that. Like I'd be like, okay, like, he's fighting a pretty powerful foe himself. Maybe it's not, like, a character, but, like, it's, like, it's at least a pretty formidable foe. And, like, maybe shit guy could have been guarding Jason Statham's wife, who's supposed to be his sister, I'm pretty sure. Right. There should have been, like, That could have made sense. It could have been, like, he goes in with them, and then they're like, okay, Statham could be like, you take my sister and get out. And then you have a sequence where him and his sister together have to team up to like escape or something you know what i mean yeah i i think that could have been good um but it is what it is and and uh you were kind of it's kind of like yeah i don't know I, I think that the moment where like i i think that the moment that um statham's wife like stabs ray Liot in the back is actually fine because like she also ha- does have reason to to hate this guy because he killed her son that works um, that works really well in like my imagined hour and a half version where it's really just about yeah. him and his immediate family you know yeah so i think that the ending itself was fine and actually the move that that statham uses to like slit his throat was like pretty badass <laughs> Fuck yeah that was a cool fucking move um but yeah it could have been cooler but uh you know it gets the job done and like you said the movie fucking ends it's done as soon as ray Liotta drops dead uh, Jason Statham's like, I love you. And the movie's done. <laughs> it's the opposite of what people say about Lord of the Rings, where it has yes. like 30 endings. It has like a half of an ending. <laughs> Dude, the, the fucking Gollum falls into Mount Doom with the ring, and the movie, directed by Peter Jackson, it's done. Like, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, it was, uh... <laughs> it was... You know, it wasn't awful. It wasn't awful. Um, I like was, I said, I, all the dumping I just did on, I actually really liked it because I thought. Um, I want to say again, like, because I think we're, I think we differed a little bit. But for me, one thing I really liked about it was 
that I thought Jason Statham was pretty good at in it. Not just for me, he did not come off like even he does in his other movies where like, I actually felt like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm a sap or something, but I kind of liked his more like tender man of the people, family man. And I think the movie okay. makes a good case for like Jason Statham, like the regular movie star, not just like being in like crank or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, which is, I mean, those movies he he's in are probably better than any like big blockbuster he could make, like they would make, but I don't know. I think he could, I think he could do it. I think he could be like a, like, I think he would be a better movie star than like Tom Holland in like a, you know what I mean? A big mainstream movie. Right. Um, but he's usually like, Oh, fuck you mate. You know what I mean? Like that's, they're always going to have him be that character. Mostly. I, I feel like, uh, our conversation that we had about the rock is pretty much entirely applicable to Statham as well. Well, like yeah, I guess that was his the thing. thing with Hobbs and Shaw, right? <laughs> yeah. He's got his thing and, and he's good at it and he doesn't need to do anything else. Like, would we like to see him do something else? Yeah, probably. But, uh, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't need to. So mm-hmm. maybe he won't. And maybe he will. I don't know. Which I, you know, I can't be bad at cause I, um, I mean, I like mo- pretty much all his movies. Like, I think he's me, really cool. <laughs> so, if let, I, let me ask you a question, Good. Did you watch uh, Speak to the Rock? Did you watch the Black Adam trailer? Uh, no, I did not. But I do know that it's he has the power of magic, and Superman does not. I the Rock am, told me. I am cautiously optimistic after watching that trailer. I thought it actually looked like pretty good. It kind of, I mean, it looked kind of like what I thought it was going to look like, but Rock seemed pretty intense. He seemed like he was bringing it. So okay, no, no goofing some, around in the trailer. Some I, I liked it. dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of, a little bit of an edge to him. So I, yeah. yeah, I don't know why I'm going to check out the trailer after we record. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, oh, one thing that I, absolutely need to mention here and i'm sure that you made note of this as well there is a medieval banger playing in the end credits here oh yeah i didn't write it down but i I was trying i was like remember to bring this up in like a trailer or something i saw it said like featuring the music of and it was like four <laughs> like power metal bands so like they actually got like fame like within that genre like some of the most famous bands i think in power metal to do you know that type of like medieval yeah. metal shit for the movie yeah. which fits <laughs> yeah. perfectly honestly they should put it in the movie though oh absolutely they should i i was like this is awesome this end this end like it was just such a medieval like you go down to the bar someone's just singing in the in the corner the bard is just doing his thing this Great. is when they should have had the credits but they should have shown like everyone like partying like yes. like the end of ocarina of time you know yes <laughs> that would have that would have sold it too like i don't know and, and then they could have had like the quiet moment too where mido's just kind of quietly looking on that could have been the nephew as he's in jail <laughs> like oh and he never he never fully got to mourn his son or ron perlman you know so he could have had him like oh man my buddy you know yeah well maybe in the sequel we get that actually we don't get that because he's not in the sequel isn't like um, Dolph Lundgren in the sequel? Yeah, Dolph Lundgren's in the sequel. So that actually uh, that's sounds going to awesome. be a good movie. Yeah, we got to add that in then. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, we'll have to eventually. I mean, it is a a video game movie. 
Yeah, um, and, this one uh, barely like re- like well, registers yeah. as one, but. Who's in the third? Uh, Dominic someone. I was looking earlier this morning. Is that like Dominic a- Purcell is in the third. Okay. I can't, I can't claim. He's in prison break, I'm pretty sure. Dominic? Yeah. Okay. Is it, so it's like a different go. character. Um, it must be, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's gotta be, right? Yeah. Okay. Oof. The third one was made with a $3.5 million budget, so you know that it's going to be fucking sick. Wasn't Dominic Purcell in, like, uh, another Uwe Boll movie or something? Or am I... I don't know who I'm thinking of. He might have been. He might have been. That that seems like something that he... uh, he might have been in. Here, I'll I'll do a quick little uh, <laughs> little search. So he's been in Blade Trinity, um, okay. Assault on Wall Street, Killer oh, Elite. Oh, well that, that's a that's an Uwe Boll movie for sure. Um, so in the name of the King Three, as we know, and uh, I don't see, I don't see any other Uwe Boll movies here. But uh, hmm. okay. he was in Mission Impossible too. I didn't know that. Oh, there you know. yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll eventually have to do two and three someday. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm like kind of looking forward to it, even though, you know, this didn't fully live up to what I wanted. I, I, I kind of want to see, especially Dolph Lundgren. Like, I feel like just watching him in any movie is fun. (laughs) Yeah. He's cool. Um, so let's wrap it up. $60 million budget, $13 million box office. Makes sense. Uh, exactly what you think it would be. Rotten Tomatoes, four percent from the critics and twenty three percent for the audience. I, I I think I would give this a thumbs in the middle. But like, I guess if I absolutely have to pick one or the other, I'd, I'd give it a slight thumbs up because I I do respect it for trying. And it wasn't like I think that when I think of like Far Cry or Alone in the Dark, like those movies were so awful, like like those are complete thumbs downs. Um, and I think that this was on par with blood rain. Like, I, I think that it was like in the same league as blood rain. And I can't remember if I gave that a thumbs up or a thumbs down, but I felt like that was also like a thumbs in the middle for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, it would be thumbs up. Cause for me, it's like, I like it all the way up until the ending. And then it's like, when right. it ends, I'm like, wait a minute, you know? So maybe upon rewatching, uh, I did like rewatch like a lot of the scenes, but like maybe if I rewatched it again, I'd be like, I know what's going to happen. So I'm kind of let down. But I feel like every time you come back, you still get like we didn't even we talked about them separately. But there's a lot of scenes with Matthew Lillard and Ray Liotta talking to each other. And they're so good. I mm-hmm. love I love those parts. So like all that up until the end, it's pretty good. It does a good job of ripping off Lord of the Rings. Not that that's like that ambitious you know like (laughs) it's like okay you're just copying this a little bit but i think the um like i said i if you did strip it out and make it the the short like statham focused movie then it would actually be kind of a unique movie because i feel like it's all the other stuff they throw on to make it like lord of the rings that is like Mm -hmm. the those extra characters but jason statham is like a turnip farmer who has a boomerang like that's unique for like a fan like <laughs> that is like is this a zelda game you know like it feels like in zelda it'd be like oh go get me some turnips or <laughs> whatever you know um yeah. and then like ray Liotta is like kind of a 
unique you know he's like um if a mobster was a wizard or whatever so like um yeah like i don't know there's a lot going on that i really appreciate even if the movie doesn't all uh come together <laughs> yeah fair enough i i don't uh, this isn't certainly the worst movie that we've watched from uve bowl or for virtual theaters so yeah i, I think oh, that yeah. uh you know it's uh Thanks. it's certainly not like uh like a stinker i i don't mm-hmm. i don't think so it, it's a very watchable movie although it is it is a little bit long but long. uh i don't there's know i mean so is, so is lord of the rings if you like action there's a lot of action and like it's certainly mostly it, most of it's pretty decent and like compared to remember the action scenes in like alone in the dark were yeah just Ugh. the shits so yeah i don't know there's it's it's worth watching once just to be like, what's what's this all about? You know, this movie might actually be like better than we all think it is. But I like I think subliminally, like it's so obviously like a lot of this is ripped straight from Lord of the Rings. And like Lord of the Rings is like such a like just in a class of its own as as far as movies go. And like when you're comparing yourself to like one of the greatest movies ever, it's like. You, you don't end up coming out ahead of that comparison. No, so like, definitely not. Definitely I, I think not. standing on its own, like if you if you somehow were able to not compare this to Lord of the Rings, I think it's actually probably better than we think it is, if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe there's a someone should do like a fan cut. Just make it the Statham show and see see how it looks. There you go. Um, all right. Any any last words you want to say about uh in the name of the king starring jason statham goo um no no it was a good up this is a good time all right well there it is guys uh glad that you uh or hope that you enjoyed this show on in the name of the king if you haven't seen it i think it's worthwhile to check it out um and if you have not checked us out over on patreon i encourage you to do so there we are nearing the end of our captain n the game master uh odyssey so you definitely want to go and check that out there's going to be 13 episodes for you to check out um, that covers season one of Captain N, plus the entire animated Zelda series cartoon, plus a bunch of commentaries on movies that we've watched, our favorites, um, and a lot of just other stuff as well. There's going to be uh, a lot of bonus movie content there, so make sure that you go and check that out. That is patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. Um, give us a follow over on Twitter at virtual theater X. I'm at Spateri316. Goo is at Gooey Fame. And check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all for checking us out, and we will see you back here next episode. Until then. Bye.